0: Welcome, everybody. We are live right here on the final judgment. I'm your host, Tony Jason brought to you as always by Wind Daily and Heat Ratio Sports and sponsored by the Sharp App, your one stop shop for all things sports betting. And tonight, I have a great guest, as always. I like to bring you the fire from all things. I love on our Twitter profile, it just says Philly John, which is great because if you don't know what John is, then you're not from Philly. Um, I have the illustrious Devin Candy, the Eagles, live post game show co-host Superbook sports props and bets uh we have all things nll philadelphia wings we're gonna talk about that sideline reporter for espn nbc sports philly Devin caney i don't know what else you can do i could fit into this but thank you for joining <laughs> me here on the final judgment
1: of course thank you for having me um and yeah i when people ask me like what my job is i'm like i honestly can't even fit it all in a twitter bio so uh you you crushed that intro there
0: uh, I, I try I, I, I <laughs> because here's the thing we got to give everybody their just due because everybody's wearing more than one or two hats in this in this industry right so um, oh, we got to make sure. sure we fit it all in so let for me sure. ask you this right off the bat because I know your baby is the NLL and I know it's a Philadelphia Wings and, and you've literally gone from the ground up I mean you just keep doing more and more and more every year how's that thing caught on especially not only in the city of Philadelphia but just nationally as well
1: uh yeah it's it's uh it's really fun it's been really fun to be a part of um a sport that's growing so much and over the years i've definitely fallen in love with it uh especially the wings they i mean it's kind of crazy that i i just wrapped up my third season with them and um i was just talking to to one of my other broadcasters where like i feel like a lot of these players and coaches have become friends to me because it's a very close-knit community so uh it's been super super fun um love the lacrosse world and it's fun to have it crossover with the philly sports world as well
0: i'll tell you i've been there multiple times and it is non-stop action i mean you went, it's- to,
1: like, you went to a wild game i remember you were at like uh wasn't it it was a game where there were like an insane amount of like record-breaking penalty minutes
0: yes like yes it was crazy <laughs> I couldn't believe yeah. it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was definitely uh, an interesting first game to go to.
0: Yeah, it's definitely one that makes you want to go back. I can tell you that. That's for that's yeah. for damn sure. It really does. Yeah. Um, but one thing for sure, and you know, we got a lot of excitement in so many different sports going on in Philadelphia, whether it be the Eagles, the Sixers, the Phillies, there's there's problems on every front. Opening day is tomorrow as we record this right here, which I can't wait. I don't know if you'll be down. I'll be down there. I can't wait. It's a tradition of mine. I go with my dad and my daughter and my two sons. So it's gonna be great. The atmosphere looks good, but not even just talking about numbers, just like, you know, can you feel just like being within, you know, the Philadelphia sports media world, just a different excitement going on right now? They're you know, talking about opening day in the Phillies.
1: Absolutely. This is probably the most excited I've felt the energy, the Philadelphia energy around the Philadelphia Phillies, like before start of a season. And I don't think it's just the delayed start because of the whole lockout. Like it feels different this year. It really does. And honestly, I can say for the first time in many, many years, I am excited. I'm I'm not going to be there, unfortunately, tomorrow because I have to go to my friend's birthday dinner. And I'm kind of upset because I want to be there. I want to see this team, this new look Phillies. They brought in the talent that they need, and I'm excited to see what they can do.
0: Yeah, it's it. Listen, it, you know, everybody talks all about 2008, and we all remember how glorious that year was. Obviously, what a World Series championship! But just the excitement that was in that stadium for those five or six years in the Ryan Howard days and Chase Utley and Jimmy Rollins and this kind of the same kind of uh, you know illustrious feel to it and. I, you know, coming from the pandemic to the lockout to finally getting this back, it's like, you know, a great, great feat for any sports fan, not just locally, but nationally. So I got to ask, because I know you're not a huge baseball better, but just to, yeah. Just, yeah. to I, and it's great. Listen, I tell you all the time, sometimes they throw stuff at me all the time, and I'm just like, uh, okay, I I got to pivot a little bit, but it's all good. It's all fully transparent here. Uh, you know, we all don't know everything, we all have our strengths, but Bryce Harper. Just just Bryce Harper alone. If I if I said to Devin Cave right now, Bryce Harper is going to hit over thirty four and a half or under thirty four and a half home runs this year, coming off an MVP season. What what do you think? How you feeling that
1: way? Over,
0: I, over. Yeah, I love it. It's got. It, we don't bet <laughs> unders, right, Devin? We don't bet unders. Who bets unders? Never. Never. They're <laughs> always going over. So last one I'll say before we move on to section, how about the Phillies win total? And East is going to be strong. You have the Braves. Obviously, you're always strong. You have the Mets who are already facing injury. You have the Marlins, the Nationals. But I think this is going to be a Mets and a Phillies race, in my opinion. But over and under is 86 and a half. I projected them at 91 wins. Everybody thinks I'm going jigsaw crazy, which is fine. That's how I got the nickname. <laughs> but, you know, 86 and a half. that we go over or under on that number.
1: Over. We always go over. Yeah. See, That's it's easy.
0: Rule. Yes. Yeah. It is. Yes. It's a Philly John rule. That's how we roll, right? um Exactly. So, but, <laughs> so th- yeah, there you have it. We're going over. And uh, again, as always, you can follow Devin on Twitter at Devin Kaney. You can follow her on. TikTok, sometimes on TikTok, right? i uh, have Devin.Kaney as mm-hmm. well. Just so many social formats for us all to follow. It's ridiculous. I, know. <laughs> I think I think I get more tired just trying to follow what the hell I'm doing as opposed to everybody right. else, right? It's just nuts. Yeah. Uh, absolutely nuts. <laughs> but- Let's talk about – let's ride run into the Sixers real fast because this is supposed to be our year, right? So this is like, you know, we have the MVP candidate, and this is what I have to ask you because I've been going nuts. You need to help me out. I need, uh, you know, a fellow Philadelphia joint to help me out because I've been battling nationally with my wind Daily and serious guys all the time, and they keep telling me Jokic is the MVP. Joel Embiid shouldn't even sniff the top three. You gotta help me out here, Devin. How is Joel Embiid not the MVP this year?
1: Oh, I have a simple answer for this. I was talking to my friend actually about it. Uh, who? She's a Toronto sports reporter, so she reports on the Raptors. Uh, I was talking to her about obviously a Sixers game tonight, uh, and. I don't think Joel Embiid is going to win simply because he's from Philadelphia and people love to hate Philadelphia. And I'm not trying to say that to like get anyone's pity. But like, Tony, you have to you, you know, Mm -hmm. people don't ever want to give Philadelphia athletes, Philadelphia teams the respect that they deserve. And I think that is absolutely going to happen with Joel Embiid this year.
0: I feel the same way and funny you say Toronto because one of my co-hosts is a Toronto brethren as well and you know he he, I said the same thing I said this is all about like it's like the the old Tupac days me against the world I mean that's what it's all about it 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 feels like that Jason Kelsey was right you know it's it's I don't get it
1: I literally quoted him to her when she asked me because she was on uh she asked me on her podcast today and And I said, everyone hates us and we don't care. And she's like, okay, you know, and it's funny that everyone outside of Philly also side note, I'm in my car and it is pouring rain and thundering and lightning. So (laughs) apologies if there's background noise. Yeah. You Um,
0: sound fine. You sound fine. It's all good.
1: (laughs) It is. I mean, hopefully this clears up for opening day tomorrow, but um, yeah, I, I, I quoted Jason Kelsey to her. I was like, everybody hates us. We don't care. And she kind of scoffed at me, but it's true. It is very true, whether people like to admit it or not. Philadelphia, even when we won this freaking Super Bowl, people yep. don't want to give us the credit. It's like, oh, well, Malcolm Butler didn't play. It was a lucky, <sighs> lucky moment. No one ever wants to admit when a Philadelphia team is good
0: it's crazy i i i I, honestly i've been going nuts over the past two weeks battling because i just i don't understand it i i I don't i mean i go down there i had season tickets i i i'm down there all the time and i'm watching this guy absolutely destroy any opposition and everybody they keep mentioning devin is always offense like i i'm now hearing devin booker well does nobody ever talk about defense when it comes to the MVP? I thought it meant both sides of the floor, and nobody's giving Joel any credit. Then only have five blocks, and three of them were in the fourth quarter. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, I don't No understand.
1: one gives it – yeah, it's it's offensive, but I for me it's also the overall impact on a team. So yep. if you look at what Joel Embiid has done this season, overcome that adversity of Ben Simmons, all of that drama, become a true, true leader on this team – and elevated the guys around him. I mean, I don't understand how you go with anyone else, given the circumstances here.
0: Yeah, I, I, listen, I'm with you, 100%. You hear it right now from two Philly Jones, Joel Embiid is the MVP. And as of right now, without LeBron really playing for the rest of the year, he probably just going to be benched. And you talk about Joel Embiid's going to win a scoring title. Okay, you heard it here. He's going to win a scoring title. That's just another feather in his cap. So mm-hmm. I yeah. you know I, I don't think I'll say this in closing most dominant big man I've seen in the NBA since Shaq. I I, I don't think there's too many people that can disagree with that. So okay. it, it's it, it's remarkable. But let, let's talk real fast playoff predictions, and I don't yeah. mean who they're gonna play. Just your listen, we've been through a lot of heartbreak. These second round exits are are just killing us, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh do, do, do you foresee them getting a second round, I hope, this year? Or do you think it's still some bad juju going on right now since we got James Harden?
1: I, no, so, yes and no. I don't <laughs> think it's since we got James Harden. Like, I, I absolutely don't think all of a sudden the bad juju came in when James Harden came in. <laughs> so it seems um, like, man. I, 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 don't, I don't think so at all. I think uh, he's still kind of finding his place on the team. Um, I think there are a lot of issues, obviously with Doc Rivers and that bench unit and the backup center position that need work. And I think until we fix that, we fix the bench, we get better players in, uh, as we get more depth, essentially. I, I hate to say it, but I don't foresee us making it that far because we tend to beat ourselves. The, the Sixers, I almost call them the Eagles. The Sixers be, be beat okay. themselves consistently, and especially with this Matisse Seibel, it is thundering so loud right now. I just heard especially that. With this, yeah, that, was, that, like, shook my car. Uh, with this Matisse Seibel situation in Toronto, like, I just, I'm not feeling optimistic. I want to be proved wrong so bad because yep. it hurts my heart to look back on the season that Joel Embiid has had. And that's why I was so excited when we went for James Harden, we got him because I do think that we need to capitalize on the success Joel Embiid has had. And I know his window is pretty small, but I am confident if we do exit earlier than a lot of people are predicting this year, which I, I do think is a very, very big possibility next season, I think is championship or bust for the Sixers. Absolutely. I think you make a few more moves in the off season and then Joel Embiid's still back at full strength and the way he's been playing this year. And uh, James Harden is more kind of integrated within the team. And yeah, I think we'll be good.
0: It's crazy because, I, you know, it went from this year, NBA finals or bust, and then all this Ben Simmons drama. And then you get James Harden and for that five-game sample size. You're like, oh, my God, nobody's going to beat us. And then all of a sudden, the wheels fall off with the Doc Rivers effect and the bench doesn't show up. And, yeah, there's a lot of things going on. It's a lot of good teams in the NBA. So one thing's for sure, uh, they definitely have the promise and they had the pieces, so let's let's continue to hope. I, I, I can say this forward thinking. This all season is going to be very interesting, in my opinion. So we should see yeah. what happened. But speaking of all season, the last thing I want to talk to you about is you know Howie Roseman and the Eagles. How he pulls a rabbit out of the hat again, um, and, and it is crazy because we talked about this last week on He Ratio Live, and and we're sitting there and we're talking about. The evolution of Howie Roseman and, and all the hatred that Howie gets. And and for once, I you know, I'm I'm usually the negative guy, but for once, I was actually backing Howie Roseman and thinking, you know what? Over the years, you know, you look at all these bad, terrible teams. In the NFL, the Eagles have never really been a terrible team under Howie. They've been always competitive, they've always been able to sign whoever they want, draft whoever they want, whether it didn't work out or not. That's that's a different story. But you know, do you get the hatred for Hallie Roseman, and do you feel that you know it, it's warranted, or do you think he gets a bad rap?
1: So it's hard because <laughs> I, I don't know. I I flip flop on him. I think I think for the most part he's okay. Um, I liked the trade. I I saw that trade with the Saints as essentially being insurance for Jalen Hurts. Yeah, right. Like he works out great you have draft capital next year he doesn't work out great you have first round picks next year um I think I I'm torn he's I am mystified by how we and the entire Eagles organization this offseason because we ended last season and I was really optimistic because I was like, okay, we've got more money in the bank. We're going to make, we have these early draft picks. We're going to, we need to add more, you know, defensive talent, more established receivers. And I know the draft hasn't happened yet, but so far in the off season, I've been pretty underwhelmed by the moves that they've made. So I'm not loving that to me, it seems like they're treating this as like a slow rebuild kind of thing. I think, I mean, this team, like you said it best. We don't, like, even when we have bad seasons, we don't, like, we're still never, like, the Lions. Like, the Eagles are always competitive under Howie. And to me, it just doesn't make sense. Like, this team made the playoffs. Yeah, we lost horribly in the playoffs. But to take a team that was essentially brand new and bring them to the playoffs and then not give them the support and weapons they need to do it again but even better next year is... It's it's mystifying to me. I'm I I just don't know. I don't I'm not a fan of the slow build thing.
0: Listen, I first of all, love the word when you say mystified. I love that word. Um, (laughs) I I am. I'm a word guy. I love love that. And you're spot on. It is. It's, It's not what we want obviously and i'm actually a jalen hurts guy and i want to see him succeed and i'm not here to say oh he sucks and he can't play quarterback and not like some of these other yahoos that you find on the twitter line but what i'm saying is you know i like the only thing i will say to close out is the final uh, for the final judgment is say you know i'm glad that they're giving him another year to finally showcase eventually what i think he could be which is a good quarterback. do i think he's going to be a great quarterback no do i think he's going to be a good serviceable quarterback yes and there have been good serviceable quarterbacks in the nfl that have been able to do really good things so that's the one thing mm-hmm. i will say and you brought up that trade that's tough for me at, you know at first i was kind of like oh here we go again giving away picks but i look at it now right and I, right because again if building inside is like i just want to win now tired of waiting right (laughs) like it's i don't want to play the waiting game we've been through this with the the tanking and everything but i i think in the end you know it's still a filling out period between the coach they want to make sure they have the right coach and 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 hopefully at least we'll be somewhat competitive extra team you know extra game you're gonna get a different playoff format so i i think we'll at least have that but let me close it out on this I, I I I like to ask this because I think it's very important. We talk about the women in sports movement, and the reason why I do that is I, I it's very close to me. I have a daughter who's going to be twenty. Uh, actually, she is twenty two now. I'm so damn old now. Uh but <laughs> graduating college and and she loves sports and she's going to school for sports psychology. And I love that because you're all over the place. You're 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 award shows, banquets. You're doing <laughs> it all, and yeah. it's wonderful. And and, and I, w- I want to. I want your opinion on this because that's this why I always say, "I it sucks in my opinion that we have to have a movement because I would hope that it would have just happened without a movement." But at the same mm-hmm. time, I'm glad that we have it to you know exemplify everybody that should have been you know should have been exposed before. So, um, mm-hmm. just your overall thoughts on that.
1: Um, my overall thoughts on it. I love working in sports. I am, in fact, a woman. Um, I, I didn't, I've never called it a movement before. I'm fine. I'm not, I have nothing against that term, but I would say that if there is a movement, it would be for everyone, not just men, not just men who work in sports, not just women who work in sports, but everyone to really listen to and respect women in roles that aren't just. You know, a sideline reporter or a host, you know, and if you do work in sports and you have the power, hire women as analysts, hire women as sports talk radio hosts. Give women a platform to share their opinions and do more than just ask quick quick questions on, on the sideline or kind of anchor a show. Uh, Cause that's typically all we're, all we're given. And yep. I think we're seeing more and more change in, in that area, but um, I think it all comes down to just everyone's perception of women. And for the most part, people don't want to hear, they, they feel that if a woman makes an opinion, you know, it's not, they don't take it as seriously than, than if a man does. So I think just um, being more open-minded when it comes to roles for women in sports.
0: I, loved, I, I, I love sure. that answer now I like that it's it it's so damn true it really is mm-hmm. why there's why does there have to be limitations right that's the thing why does there have mm-hmm. to be limitations now I completely mm-hmm. agree and get so you hear that everybody get Devin Kingney her damn radio show get her own radio show <laughs> out there, right this is what we're we're propping it up right now why why right uh you know it, listen it, it, it is true but uh devin as always I listen you were in the thunder the lightning. Thank thankfully we acted <laughs> as like your kryptonite tonight to keep you safe in that car. You did. Um- <laughs> I and I apologize appreciate. for
1: joining from my card next time. <sighs> I promise I won't
0: <laughs> listen. It's it, it, it's all good. Technology nowadays, everything works. You sounded fantastic, answers were spot on. And again, I really appreciate it. And I'd love to have you back on once the season starts and we could really talk talk some real hardcore football. So, um, yes, again, of course, yeah, it, it, it'll be here before we know it. We know that the draft it, is right around the corner. I miss corner.
1: football season so much.
0: <laughs> oh, I know, don't we all? Don't we all? So, as always, thank you everybody for tuning in. It's, uh, it's your host, Tony J. Cotillo. Follow me at T 23 Follow at Devin Caney. As always, a final judgment, heat ratio, wind daily sports. Everybody have a great night, and we'll catch you next episode.